0: Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Kidnap on today's review episode. Kidnap is quite literally the new Halle Berry vehicle that is in theaters nowadays, and it is a movie that apparently she's wanted to do for a while, uh, because four years ago she made the call, and that wasn't close enough to, uh, being involved in a kidnapping for her, and so now, instead of being on the other end of a phone line while someone is in the trunk of a car being kidnapped, she's decided to be the mother of the thing that's kidnapped, in this case, her son. Uh... And, you know, looking at a lot of the reviews and ratings and all that kind of stuff for this movie, you've got it at 36% Rotten Tomatoes, um, 56% audience score, which is pretty bad. Two and a half average rating on Letterboxd, which is really low. And, you know, probably some even more abysmal number on IMDb uh, that... I'm barely able to do. IMDb has this weird Logan Lucky uh, background on it that puts the IMDb logo on top of like half of the results on the left side. So it's half the time when you click the thing, it actually sends you back to the home page, which is a frustrating tangent that doesn't really apply here. Uh, but in any case, it's clearly a movie that is being generally panned by everyone and not very well liked. Uh, I believe there were four other people in the theater with me last night when I went to see it and two of them came in 15 minutes into the movie after it had started. So uh, I think it's suffice to say that enthusiasm is not high for this movie and you know I think they're all wrong I think they've all got it wrong because I think this is a hidden summer masterpiece, guys. Now, now, you know, everybody's complaining. You know Everybody was so impressed with Dunkirk being less than two hours long. You know, it's the shortest movie Christopher Nolan has made in a long, long time. And you look at all these Marvel movies that have come out. Um, you know, all these big blockbusters, you know, Transformers. All these movies, they're over two hours. They're incredibly long. And... You know, what's great about Kidnap is that it's very straightforward, it's a very easy-to-grasp concept, and it's very, very brisk and fast-paced. Uh, Letterboxd lists it as 94 minutes. I clocked it at 78 in the theater. Um, you know, I the movie started at 9.55, and it was over at 11.13 so that's 10 yeah that's 78 minutes so not even an hour and a half not even close to an hour and a half and just adding on to like the brilliant like filmmaking in this movie is that this movie could have been even shorter you know like they were being lenient making it this long which is you know you don't see that you know you don't you know generally you you see stuff like I don't know, maybe The Dark Tower, which condenses multiple books down into like a single 100-minute movie. And it feels like it's moving really fast because it's trying to cover so much ground. Whereas Kidnap is not covering that much ground in its 90 minutes. But it's still pushing... Or not 90 minutes, 80 minutes. But it's still kind of pushing thing. It's stretching out these extended chase scenes. Um, you know, just the Showing you every single ounce of despair on Halle Berry's uh, Academy Award-winning face, which, you know, I, you know, she has had some bad movies lately. Uh, the Call being one of them, in my opinion. But she's still the same actress that made Monsters Ball. She's still Storm from the X-Men franchise. You know, she's still. You know, this isn't Catwoman, okay? Like, this isn't her worst performance ever. This is one of the better ones, as far as I'm concerned. She seems genuinely distraught that her child has been taken from her. She is terrified and scared, but like we see in the opening couple minutes of the movie, um, you know, when her son, Frankie, is watching this TV show in the car, he's told that anyone can be a superhero. And it just so happens that that person is his mom. And that's pretty cool for your mom to be a superhero. Like, yeah, she's, you know, taken the law into her own hands and that's generally frowned upon by authorities. But like, if as a kid, like that's, that's all you want in a parent. You want them to be this larger than life thing that can, that's unstoppable, that's unshakable, that will not let you down. No matter what happens, and that's what Frankie has in 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 Halle Berry in in Carla in this movie, and so you know it's 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 really it's really nice to see that you don't you don't get that a lot in these sorts of movies because um, generally this happens and you're following the policemen that are chasing after the abduction abductees uh, or you're... or your your watching as the people who've been abducted are the ones freeing themselves and taking care of themselves, but when that person is, like, a six-year-old boy, kind of difficult to get, have him overpower two grown adults, you know, like, they may have been pretty stupid, but they're not that stupid, Uh, so as far as that goes, like, it's really enjoyable, it's really entertaining, and, and there's There's a little bit of action, but it's mostly confined to cars. Uh, Halle Berry spends more than half of the movie in her car, uh, chasing the kidnappers. Um, Despite the fact that they, uh, on multiple occasions, threaten to kill her son if she continues following them, Uh, some may call that rash and foolhardy to continue chasing after them, given the circumstances, but, you know, when... uh, you know, when you take a cub from a mama bear, she's going to claw and bite and scratch her way to get him back, no matter what happens, no matter what the circumstances. And, you know, her son probably should be dead, all things considered. Uh, I mean, I, 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 the one thing I think the movie missed, and, you know, very small thing, but I wish we could have seen... a a moment or a scene where it showed the kidnappers weren't willing to kill the kid. You know, we don't get anything like that until way late in the movie um, when it's finally become irrelevant. And, you know, we don't get any sense of that from what we see throughout the majority, the first two-thirds of the movie. And so that means Halle Berry doesn't have any idea that that's what they're thinking of, so... It feels a little reckless for her to continue to pursue these guys for so long, despite the threats that they've made over and over and over again. So that was a little bit jarring, uh, but that was really the only thing I had problems with in the whole movie. Like, everything else was really on point. Halle Berry's performance, fantastic. Um, Her son, we don't really see a lot of after he's kidnapped, uh, but, you know, he does cry out for his mom, as a kid would do generally pretty well. Um, they're the the kidnappers themselves, uh, played by, I don't know if I even have, they're really low listed on here. Lou Temple is the guy. He looks, he's really scraggly, very middle America, kind of hick looking kind of guy. Um, he's, He's good. He's not, he's definitely, he's the weaker of the two kidnappers, in my opinion. Um, the woman is definitely, I think, Claire, Malia Rose, I believe, is who that is. Um, oh, maybe this will be a little easier to tell. Nope, not really. I think, yeah, I think Malia Rose is is far better. You know, she's given a lot more substance, a lot more dimensions to her character. Uh, she actually has conversations with Carla in the movie, she's the one who you hear on the recording device, who convinces Frankie to be that he, he is needed elsewhere, and gets separates him from her mom, she's clearly the brains of the outfit uh, and she's you know, like the last one standing, essentially, she's the she's the hurdle the final hurdle, really, that Halle Berry has to overcome to get her son back and she's the one that really invigorates the film with the life that it has. She's the one making this movie worth watching, because, you know, we all know Halle Berry is going to be good. She's always good. Like, that's a given, you know, and when you see a movie like this that doesn't really have any other names in it besides Halle Berry, you've got to find that hidden talent somewhere, and, you know, maybe, you know, it clearly wasn't the kid, because they didn't really Show the kid for the middle 80% of the movie, and the character that does get that spotlight is the female kidnapper. I'm pretty sure that's Mallie Rose. I may be having getting the name wrong. It's not super clear on letterboxed who's who. But as far as that's concerned, like she knocks it out of the park, you know. Um, there's there's a there's a there's an altercation scene between her and Halle Berry in Halle Berry's car. That uh, you know doesn't end well for for Malia Rose's character, and you know it's it's a testament to her character and to the actors that she's able to make that scene believable and push forward and continue at the toward the end later in the movie to really take take like sort of learn from the mistakes that she made in that scene and and at that moment and sort of give herself a better chance, and it, it almost sounds like I, I'm I'm pushing her forward as a protagonist in the movie, she isn't, like, she's clearly a bad person, like, I don't want her to win at any stage of the film, but she does suffer a lot of loss and and trauma throughout the movie, and she almost becomes sympathetic, like, she's very close to being sympathetic toward the end of the movie, and that's just, that's just how good she is as an act. like, that's, you know, she's this despicable person who kidnapped a kid, uh, threatens to kill him, has a knife to his throat, uh, and yet here, there you are towards the end of the film, and you're thinking, "Shit, man, I don't." There's a part of me that doesn't want her to lose, um, and you do kind of see the film through her eyes, and you know, I'm I'm impressed with 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 Louis Prieto's direction to be able to show us that side of the film and side of the conflict. On the other hand, uh, you know, we had Detroit a couple of weeks ago come out, which really was Catherine Bigelow's sort of emphasis on the issues of race and power and police officers in America that's just as important 50 years ago as it is now. And there's a small element to that in this. Now, obviously nowhere near to the same extent that Detroit had. But, you know, time and time and time again... Halle Berry goes to someone... Goes to a police officer and says she needs the help. She needs help. Um, or, you know, this car has kidnapped her son. Or this person has taken her son. And time and time and time again... The police have failed. They have let her down. They have told her that they'll be there in such and such amount of time. And she knows based on the you know based on exactly what she's been through that that's not good enough and if she doesn't take things into her own hands there's a good chance that she'll never see her son again and that is a difficult difficult decision to make you know not everyone is going to follow through the way that she does and i would probably say that most people won't follow wouldn't follow through to the extent that she goes and so it's tough. It, it makes it that much more difficult for the film to convince us that she's the kind of person that would. Um, you know, we get this beautiful opening montage while the credits are playing of Halle Berry recording and taking pictures of her son as he grows up. And just how loving and doting she is. Um you know, we get this heartbreaking phone call, which is the call that separates her from her son to begin with, where she's talking to a divorce lawyer, and how just distraught she is over the idea of losing her son in a custody battle. And there's there's enough there early on to really set the stage for just how devoted and committed she is to her kid. And, you know, when we're in these chase scenes, these sort of extended... Cuts of, you know, she's not, this isn't the Fast and the Furious, you know, some of the times she's just following this car because that's the best she can do. But rather than let the action stall, rather than let the movie uh, stagnate, they have her, you know, she's talking to herself in the rearview mirror, she's praying for his safety, she's praying to see him again. You know, you really get a sense of just how far she's willing to go and just. How meaningful and important not letting him out of her sight really is, Uh, and and you know it. That's a tough sell for any actor, you know, male, female, whatever. uh, You know, it's difficult to kind of play that scene, those kinds of scenes by yourself, talking to yourself, and you know it. It harkens back to a fantastic film, which is. Literally just a person in a car. The entire film, which is Locke, and you know Tom Hardy is one of the most expressive actors around, and he makes that film. You know, he it's 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 putty in his hands essentially, and I don't think Halle Berry quite gets that far. You know, she's she's not doing it for 90 straight minutes. It's only maybe 40 45 minutes of the full runtime, but you know she. You know, if they remade, like, Locke with a female, I could definitely see her doing it given what I saw from her in this movie. She definitely has that capacity. Um, I I don't think that most actors have that. So, um, moving on, Um, without really getting into spoilers too much. And I've been sort of, sort of dodging around a couple of things. Uh, You know, there's, there's, there's there's a lot of good, sort of, moments of levity in the movie. A lot of breaks from the drama. A lot of, a lot of, um, sort of, insertions of humor that you wouldn't have really expected, given the trailers, probably. Um, You know, there's, there's, A lot of sort of jokes played at Halle Berry's expense, which feels like they really wouldn't work. You know, this is a mother; she is distraught; she's lost her kid. We don't want to laugh at her. You know, how does that get us to sympathize with her more? But really, it's so clever in that it actually makes her that much more endearing to see her kind of brought down from that heightened uh, sort of primal level that it ultimately does connect us more to her character as the film progresses you know we do see these sort of flashes you know there's a moment um, where she exchanges words with uh, another mother in the park while she's looking for her son that I think is very funny and just kind of puts you in context for like what the outsider must be seeing when you see this mom searching for her son and and you know you don't think about it until somebody says it that it is kind of ridiculous the way she's going about it and it's not so ridiculous to pull you out of the movie and to make it seem disingenuous but it's just ridiculous enough that puts a smile on your face but then the next moment they draw you back in when she finally catches catches a glimpse of her son being dragged and pushed into a car like it's the perfect kind of setup and knockdown uh, emotionally for this movie uh so does the movie just does so many things so well and so it, that's why it, it's mind-boggling that it's got so many bad ratings and so many bad reviews like, looking on Letterboxd, like, this, one of the po- the most popular review on Letterboxd is genuinely the worst movie I've ever seen. Like, come on. Clearly it isn't. You know, like, if you haven't seen the Emoji movie, if you haven't seen, you know, half of the, like, animated Disney sequels that were direct-to-video, there's just so many bad movies out there. It's not possibly the worst movie. Halle Berry has been in Half of her movies have probably been worse than this. You know, I'm looking at Catwoman. I'm looking at Swordfish, Movie 43, The Call, uh, Perfect Stranger, Frankie and Alice, Losing Isaiah. Just, there are, there's so many bad movies here. I don't, how can you possibly, you know, unless this person's only seen like 10 movies in her life, this can't be the worst movie they've ever seen. Uh, it's it's troubling. It's very troubling. This review, what if uh, basically um, uh, dera- derives this movie down into just an ad for like Chrysler? No, you know it's this isn't like um, 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 the Italian job, which is just an ad for like for just a car advertisement. like this is far more than that. There's far much there's much higher emotional stakes. 're much more sort of just just engrossing narrative and, and, and pathos and everything in this movie. It's, and uh, it's, it's far and away, far and away, uh, Louise Prieto's best movie, um, of which I've only seen one actually. Uh, but, to be fair, he does not have very many popular movies. This is his most popular movie on Letterboxd. So, and, like, not many people have seen it. So, yeah. 1.1 thousand people on Letterboxd have seen this. and uh, It's not a lot. So, it is kind of... I hope that this, like, leads to better work for him. I don't know what he's doing next, but... I think that this is definitely a good sort of resume to build from you know this is definitely a launching off point you know maybe he could get in to direct one of those Fast and Furious movies you know this is far more grounded but definitely comes with that same energy in a couple of moments um, as you see throughout the movie as the car chase is happening you know the car there's multiple car accidents there's a lot of, like, carnage behind uh, Halle Berry's character as she's driving down the highway and the car, she's, the kidnapper's car that she's chasing after is just leaving a trail of just awful and destruction behind them that, you know there's, there's something here, there's something to this, and it needs, it should be you know, given the chance that it deserves, you know, this is just another movie that's out there, it's you know, don't listen to what all the critics are saying. You know, Go decide for yourself. It's, 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 it's earned that. It's earned that much. Um, and so... there will be, I'm going to do a little bit of a spoiler section. But that's going to wrap it up for everything besides that. Um, if you don't want to listen to the spoilers, then thank you for listening to this episode. And... Um, as always, have a week. And now spoilers any path so many worth exploring just one would be so boring and look what you're ignoring yeah this movie is absolute garbage this is the one of the worst movies i've seen this year and i i don't want you to go see it whatsoever like everything i just said was a complete utter lie uh you know like looking at like some of the some of the worst movies I've seen this year that came out this year, you've got 50 Shades Darker, Rings, The Dinner, Bitter Harvest, Transformers Unforgettable. This is completely in league with all of those movies. Book of Henry, please. They're terrible and so is this. Don't go see it. You know, I never saw The Call, which is the other kidnapping movie that Halle Berry is in because it looks terrible. This is terrible. And it's probably worse than the call. So there's nothing good here. Like Halle Berry isn't even good in this movie. I don't know why anyone is saying that she is. She's clearly not the same actress that she was when she was in Monster Ball. She has fallen so far, and it's really disappointing because she used to be really good at this kind of stuff. Um, The 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 kidnappers are like the most stereotypical one note hick villains i've ever seen every side character is just a complete idiot and doofus you know they don't even make the cops like real people so like it doesn't matter that they're incompetent because they're not human beings and half the time she's in the car it's not even her like you can obviously tell it's a stunt double they reuse the same scene i think two or three times in the movie to stretch it out and that's the thing like this should be a 40 minute short film and it's not. Like, it's twice as long as it needs to be, for absolutely no reason. Like, it doesn't draw out the tension, it doesn't drop the emotion, there's no emotion here, it's just complete garbage, like, it, there's no redeeming qualities about this movie. Uh, the dialogue in the beginning is just completely rote and uninspired, and it only goes downhill from there uh all all of it capped with the worst like sort of ending twist imaginable oh but 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 it's predicated so the scene there's a scene early on in the movie she's sitting on a bench she's like yelling at marco to her son who responds with polo he's like playing on the jungle gym you see it in the trailer guy sits down next to her on the bench asks her about her son how old is he six years old and we get a lot, a lot, like four or five lingering shots on this guy who only asks the one question. And then we get three more shots after that of him just reacting to her and her interactions with her son. And, I'm th- and I, when I saw this, two things, this is either one or two things, either they're telegraphing who the kidnapper is way too early. And way too obviously to make it at all interesting to find out who it is or why he's doing it, or they're completely throwing us off the scent by focusing way too hard on this absolutely irrelevant person. And in either either way, like it's absolutely shit. Like it's super shitty. Um, it turns out to be the latter. This guy never shows up in the movie again, and so there's no reason to show him at all. Like I don't know why it matters. Like all he does is the service that the kid's six years old and we don't really need to know that because it doesn't matter like who gives a shit how old the kid is when he's kidnapped like if he's five if he's eight like she's not going to be any less interested in like getting him back he's not going to have any more or less value to the kidnappers as far as we're concerned like you know the average con- like moviegoer doesn't have any vested stakes in uh, exactly what's happening in the world of you know, selling children. So, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't do anything. It's absolutely stupid. It's, it's so bad. Don't go see it. One of the worst movies of the year. I still stand by maintaining the fact that it's not genuinely the worst movie of, of all time, but it is very, very, very low on that list. So, uh, yeah, that's my review of Kidnap. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or answers, you can uh, send those to circleoffilm@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you want to know more about previous episodes, the podcast, the spreadsheet, the scavenger hunt superlatives, the Circle of Film Awards, you can find all that information at circleoffilm.com. Uh, or, if, or uh, recently, the Patreon has gone live, and you can find that at patreon.com slash um, thank you so much again for listening and as always have a week so long farewell i'll be the same good night i know she'll never leave me even as she fails